0: the tale of Standy Todd. This is Bizarre Podcast. Dogs must die. My name is Grant. Can call him Chip. And we are talking about episodes thirty-eight and
1: thirty-nine of Stardust Crusaders: Battle in Egypt. This is an episode, uh, a two-part I've been waiting for for a while. Just because, like, I think it's a pretty solid two episodes, but also it's got a nice yes. overlap with some other anime we've talked over before. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: one in particular. I oh think. yeah.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll get into it a little a little bit later on when uh, we get into the actual fight. But this is an episode. I was wondering if you were expecting something like this this to to crop up. I was expecting Iggy to get
0: another fight. Yeah. I don't know what else <laughs> I might have expected. Like this is. Honestly, there's a point uh, where we'll talk about it later where I think it becomes clear, Mm -hmm. but this is a much less JoJo fight than most JoJo fights are, I think. Yeah. Except for one big difference and the fact that it's a dog fighting another animal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get right into episode 38, The Guardian of Hell Pet Shop Part (laughs) 1.
1: Yeah, we get uh, we get another previously on JoJo, kind of just recapping the bits where you know they were in that cafe uh, right before they fought Darby, just asking people, you know, have you seen this building that Dio lives in?
0: Yeah, yeah, we we get a little bit of every time they've been searching out the the building in the most recent spirit photograph, mm-hmm. and and then when we catch up to the present, Polnareff is just like sitting, leaning against a wall, chugging like. Uh, a grape soda, and the way his pecs bounce. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, I forgot about. Not since Mariah have I seen such a thing. Uh, <laughs> God, right? Ra- yeah, I just scrubbed to that. Yeah, they they jiggle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he he's just chugging this drink and another guy comes down and sits next to him he's basically just clothed in rags he's got glasses over him Polnareff thinks he might be blind so he's like waving his hand over his face there are patches on (laughs) his rags he is so shabby and his arm is is in a sling
0: he's got a completely enclosed and bandaged hand Polnareff is kind of curious, and he messes with them, and then he wants to leave, and this raggedy man just keeps scooting next to him, closer and closer, in a silent chase?
1: Yeah, it almost becomes like a Scooby-Doo skit, the way the background yes. is, is streaking by so quickly, and also just looping, like they're just going in a circle. <laughs> Eventually, they they both stop, and this, this guy in rags takes his glasses off, he's not blind, and he just starts yelling at Polnareff, like, why the fuck are you taking my spot? Fucking... Why is this foreigner here trying to sit he- mm-hmm. in, in my spot where I like to beg?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Polnareff is begging without a license from the local beggars' authority. This is Iraqi's take on the three penny opera. <laughs> <laughs> Which is something I was never expecting to see.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There
0: is not a shred of, like, Brechtian influence on the form (laughs) or format of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. But in this one moment, we're just like, yeah, why not? (laughs) But... It led me to the the lyrics of the Act 2 finale, sometimes called What Keeps Mankind Alive. And so I want to read this uh, uh, selection to you. Mm. And I think it recalls a specific uh, Stardust Crusader's character. And I want to see if you agree. What keeps mankind alive? The fact that millions are daily tortured, stifled, punished, silenced, and oppressed. Mankind can keep alive thanks to its brilliance in keeping its humanity repressed. And for once, you must try not to shrink the facts. Mankind is kept alive by bestial acts. Hmm. I'm trying to think what character that is. Is that fucking Dio? Exactly. <laughs> I think those words would come straight out of Dio's mouth. Yeah. And I would not, I would be put off by the rhyming, honestly, but not, not the concept.
1: J- just add in one extra line. That's just the, the part one bit where it's just like, you know, how many loaves of bread have you eaten or Exa- whatever? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Raul Julia does that so well in the TV movie. But never mind, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) So while this guy is yelling at Polnareff for stealing his begging spot, somebody comes up and just hands Polnareff some money thinking he's a beggar. The Mm -hmm. world's (laughs) hugest, buffest, holding a grape drink beggar. So Avdol comes walking by and informs Polnareff like, hey, beggars have like their own turf here. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're, They're paid to sit here and beg and, you know, they've got their own rules and everything to keep everything in order so no one's, in, you know, encroaching on anyone else's turf. And basically telling Ponerf like, I know you might think it's weird, but it's, you know, it's just the local thing. You gotta accept it, dude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And sometimes the person in charge of the beggars has a lovely daughter who falls in love with Mac the Knife. And then <laughs> things get complicated.
1: <laughs> w- one thing I really like about JoJo is... uh It's the only anime I think I've ever watched where just completely fucking random things like that, like, it's one of the few anime and manga where, like, the the things that influence the author are pretty Mm -hmm. different from the usual things (laughs) that (laughs) inspire, you know, mangaka and stuff like that. (laughs) Mac the Knife does sound like the name of a stand user already. (laughs) Oh, shit. Mac the Knife. Yeah. Yeah. I love the 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 stand naming format because you can basically take whatever whatever thing you're into you could just pull names from it and that like that's it you know yeah. it doesn't yeah, have yeah, to yeah. be music it could be plays it, you know it can be fucking anything sports.
0: But, yeah, Avdol is laying down local knowledge. You know, he used to be from around here, uh, so I'm always glad to see that. In fact, he, he was such a fixture that this this raggedy beggar recognizes him and says, Hey, it's you, Avdol, the fortune teller.
1: Yeah, I heard you went to Japan because someone was trying to kill you. Which is a pretty good reason to move to Japan. Uh-huh. Yeah, Avdol is... is- here to start asking the beggars because they've got a big network they all communicate and and try to see if they can find this this building dio is hiding in so they, they give this beggar the photo and he just pockets the photo grabs the the rags he's clothed in and yakuza style cast them away into the air to reveal himself in a very fancy suit
0: yeah, yeah, he's got a an 80s power suit and, like, a fucking Cadillac, and this is the most Reaganite-ass thing I've <laughs> yeah. ever seen in my life. What the fuck is this?
1: Yeah. That- you
0: know those beggars, they're all fucking loaded, they just do it for fun. This is the, the biggest, like, acceleration from that weird King of the Hill episode that people <laughs> don't like to talk
1: about. <laughs> yeah. Even the first time I watched this episode years ago, and this part happened, it's just like I was just like, "Wow, this is this is the type of bullshit that like relatives would tell me as a kid that like, no, 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 you can't give that poor person any money, you know, because they're actually secretly a you know, like, mm-hmm. fuck, <laughs> <laughs> why is this happening? <laughs> yeah, he he gets in his fancy Cadillac and he drives off, and he he says. You know, I bet I can find this building within three hours. Mm-hmm, see, mm-hmm. see you soon. And he just speeds off. And then
0: as all the boys are sitting around just waiting for, for their local informant, you know, their, their man on the ground to get back to them, they, they wonder, where has Iggy run off to?
1: Yeah. Something I keep forgetting to bring up, but this is where we go into the OP. The the song for this second intro, I should bring up, use it. it's like a duet. It's got two singers in it. And it is the singer from the part one opening and the part two opening. And I, if I remember correctly, like, they just straight up formed, like, some band just for doing songs for JoJo or something <laughs> like that. But, yeah, they it's it's fun to have both guys from the previous two intros, like, combine in one song. And those two guys keep coming back. Like, they just oh, kind of juggle nice. ba- back and forth be- for every other intro for the most part. Good for them. Yeah. So,
0: so yeah, as they're wondering where Iggy's gone, I, I just really, thinking about Iggy. <laughs> uh-huh and iggy's journey like iggy starts as the secret weapon you know the 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 ace up the sleeve you know mm-hmm. but then very soon iggy goes from so- saving the day every week to just like he's the sergio aragones doodle in the margins of all <laughs> these episodes yeah he's just kind of there in the corner he's just kind of there ad- adding a soul. little color yeah yeah but that is about to end because this is, from here on out, a straight up Iggy episode. Oh, yeah. Iggy found the place. He has found Dio's mansion mm-hmm. and a pair of giant
1: monster dogs. <laughs> This episode, Iggy's design, for certain shots at least, changes even a little bit more to almost give him a straight-up human anime phase.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: He he flips between dog and anime protagonist, and it depends on which shot thinks he should look cooler or not. <laughs> but yeah, the, these huge rip dogs are, you know, they're drooling, they're, they're snarling at him, they're gonna fucking bite him, and Iggy just... He switches to anime protagonist face mode, just glares at them, and exudes such a powerful dog aura that these dogs just put their tails between their legs and just they he just doesn't just away. show off
0: his monster aura but there but there is an extreme close-up on his eyes and there's like a little squiggly <laughs> bit of energy he has a new type flash <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> and then he
0: summons his demon aura iggy is judo ashta is it this is double zeta Gundam. i knew it part three is double zeta
1: yay i said it from the beginning <laughs> These two dogs who are slinking away from Iggy, they walk past Iggy, uh, reach to the these double door like iron gates that lead into the front yard of of this mansion. Dio's hiding in, and they look under. Underneath the, the door, because they see a little shadow poking out, and it looks like there's some type of bird flapping its wings down there. And they think, oh, man, time to time to bite a bird. And they <laughs> they both try to fit underneath the door, and they can really only get their heads through it. And as they're trying to scramble under there, they're barking at the bird. Both of them... <laughs> Both of them they just... say
0: that curiosity killed the cat. Yeah. And I would reply that giant icicles <laughs> killed the dogs.
1: Yeah, these dogs just fall flat. Iggy looks behind him, and then both of their the dogs' decapitated heads fly up into the air, impaled in a giant icicle. The same icicle. It's a twofer. And then both the dog's bodies start to twist and contort and crunch and snap, and they both get yanked (laughs) under the door. And Iggy makes this horrified expression, which matches my own. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And he, he looks up and perched on top of this gate is the most evil bird the, the evilest Yeah, it's bird. a
0: falcon in a cool hat, which we have seen before. I think it was yeah. Polnarev's flashback. We've mm-hmm. seen this
1: bird with a cool hat. Yeah, he was perched on, on Dio's shoulder as he was doing the, the fortune-telling stuff. So yeah, we got this evil bird. He uh, looks to the side very quickly and spots, hey, the, the rich guy pretending to be a beggar has found the mansion very quickly. Now, before we go on, I
0: need to ask, did, did you watch this with Japanese or English vo- voices? I watched this with English this time. Okay, good choice. Yeah. This is (laughs) because because we're going to get Iggy's internal monologue through Mm -hmm. the rest of the fight, which in English is provided by uh, Derek Stephen Prince doing a Brooklyn accent because, of course, Iggy was found on the streets of New York. Uh Uh-huh. Hey, I'm Iggy, ha-cha-cha. He he (laughs) talks
1: like that. It's great.
0: And if you recognize this voice, it may well be because uh, it's pretty much the exact same one Derek Stephen Prince used for, uh, depending on which Digimon uh, (laughs) season you are into, Demi Devimon or Impmon. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. And I would say that the new Iggy face looks just like Impmon if you go back and check.
1: It's weird. Oh, yeah, Impmon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's Iggy now. That's Iggy. Every time I see a random Digimon and go like, wait, I remember seeing that. And I look up when that was in the the anime. And I'm like, wow, I watched way more Digimon than I thought I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's an Impmon face for sure. So th- this bird spots the, the rich beggar guy. And as he's going like, oh, damn, yeah, I found this super quick. I'm going to go back to them and, you know. Maybe I'll get paid a little bit or something. He looks up and there is... Yeah, like you need it, buddy. Come on. uh, He looks up, freezes, and sees a car-sized icicle forming midair and... And before he can do anything, this thing drives into him so hard that there's nothing left of his body. It is such a brutal quick scene of this icicle slamming into him and him basically getting vaporized. Yeah,
0: yeah, the car is so wrecked, I think that counts as gore. But there is nothing (laughs) left of the body. Like,
1: he can't even get a full scream out before this dude just fucking gets annihilated. All that's left is is his hat and the picture he was holding. And then the bird grabs a picture mid- mid-air and, and tears that up, too. <laughs> so this is when the
0: narrator must assert himself to give us a cultural history of the falcon <laughs> yeah. in Egypt. Including a lot of shots of falcons that look like they're just traced off of zoo books.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the narrator also has to pipe in and go... Like, we, we see uh, the reaction on Iggy's face to, to what just happened. And then the narrator just says... And Iggy thought to himself, and then it, hey, I'm Iggy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that bird. He killed that guy. This happens several times. Like, at least twice, Iggy doesn't talk until the the narrator tells us why we can hear his voice. Yeah, but eventually- Thankfully, that ends. It's very (laughs) unnecessary.
1: Yeah, eventually the narrator gives up on that, and you're not just hearing his thoughts, but like Iggy is just talking- mouth flaps and everything (laughs) but iggy is basically thinking oh shit that bird can fuck stuff up real bad well Mm -hmm. i don't really give a shit about the whole dio thing i'm really annoyed that i'm here in the first place so i'm just gonna leave
0: the narrator also gives us the the name of this bird pet shop Mm -hmm. there's no other way we would have known it it's not like this thing talks but Pet Shop wields Horus, the guardian of the sky. Mm. Uh, Horus is god of kingship and the sky, depicted as a man with a falcon's head who wears the combined crown of Upper and Lower Egypt. Horus, uh, we previously mentioned him as the son of Osiris and the rival of Set. You remember the, the testicle theft going
1: on? Yeah, <laughs> all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. We, we get so many lessons about falcons, not just like symbology, but how falcons just work. Like, what what do Falcons (laughs) do? How do they do it?
0: Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. If I were an eighth grade science teacher or or something, you know, and I just wanted a day where I didn't have to do shit and just put a movie on, this is the episode I would pick. And everyone would be very confused. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like when I was in eighth grade and we watched The Core, a very scientific (laughs) movie. (laughs) I mean, that introduced me to the movie The Core, which I'm very thankful for. But Yeah, 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 yeah. Where I learned about unobtainium. When Avatar came out, you're
0: all like, oh, oh, I've read up on the lore. I know what's going on.
1: (laughs) So this bird lands on the ground right next to Iggy, giving him just like the death glare. And Iggy, just sweating bullets, just thinks, okay, I got to put on the dumb dog routine. And so he just starts acting like a dumbass.
0: Well, his plan to just like fit in is to sweat an entire quart of water (laughs) and then do some sort of high energy clown routine he does a tumbling (laughs) pass i I think he
1: break dances a little bit like fucking like looney tune sound effects when he's chasing his tail and and getting dizzy and shit yeah he thinks to himself uh he hates birds because he can never tell what they're thinking Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he's pretty confident that he can take on the bird with his stand but he just doesn't want to
0: His quote at the beginning of this uh, to himself is, I couldn't care less about that Dio guy. I got forced into this. Like hell, I'm going to fight that thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) As this is happening, a car comes speeding by and... We get a surprising amount of dialogue from the random guy driving this car because he's like, oh, no, there is a falcon on the road. Get out of the way, falcon. Why are you not moving? And then the falcon flies underneath the car perfectly and then swoops back up into the air and, and retreats back to its post on the mansion. And then this guy stops the car, gets out and goes, whoa, that falcon, he flew underneath my car. But how is that possible? I've never seen a bird do that. You tried to play chicken with a bird. Of course it's going to win. He's got a natural (laughs) advantage. (laughs) And then we never see that guy again. He was just there to freak out about the bird. Uh, But this little kid comes walking by, and he's looking for Tiny and Butch, his two dogs. Iggy very quickly realizes, like, oh, wait, he must be talking about those two dogs I saw before, you know, who got (laughs) decapitated and impaled on his icicle spike.
0: Yeah, it's clear this kid is about to have a real bad day.
1: Yeah, he finds, like, just the collar by the, the gate to the mansion, where there's also a massive blood splatter, and this kid is just like, what's going on? And he starts crawling underneath the door. And Iggy is still, like, you know, he, he's denying the call
0: to adventure uh, yep. in his little hero's journey. He's walking away, uh, uh, shaking his head to himself. The, the way he's filmed walking away, it looks so unnatural. <laughs> like uh, Something about the, the compositing just doesn't line up to his footsteps and the, the uh, a sliding background of a cobblestone street.
1: Yeah, that part looks a little weird. Uh, mm, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-hmm. Not your best. So, yeah, this this kid is starting to crawl under, you know, get out from underneath the gate to the other side, uh, close to the mansion. And then while calling out for the dogs, he sees that the headless corpses or excuse me, no, just the heads of the dogs. And Pet Shop is on top of them feasting upon the brains and then eyeballs of these dogs and then screeching to the heavens. My new strategy for defeating Pet Shop is to
0: just keep feeding him eyeballs until he chokes. Because he has a bit of problem with one of them. Yeah.
1: We we could just asphyxiate him and then be done with (laughs) it. Just keep shoving eyeballs down there. Pet Shop spots this little kid and then goes in for the kill, swooping down with his talons, which are now also covered with ice spikes. Before he can land the killing blow, Iggy flies in and does a cool flip Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and attacks Pet Shop and decides, okay, he's actually he's going to fight this bird and protect this kid because he's got a soft spot for kids who like dogs.
0: Yeah, yeah. As far as screenwriting advice goes, uh, uh, Araki does not believe in saving the dog, clearly, but we have to save the kid who likes dogs. <laughs> yeah. The fool is
1: looking a lot smaller oh, these yeah, days. Oh, yeah, he got tiny.
0: It's a little fool. He, he's become less foolish, I guess.
1: yeah. I've always thought that i think the fool can kind of change size since it's just made of sand and it can shapeshift and other stuff anyways but i don't know we, we get another lesson about the falcon from the narrator about how fucking sharp its claws are and how hard it can kill you really hard really hard <laughs> really hard pet shop doesn't talk ever but pet shop has a good amount of personality for, for just being a falcon yeah yes absolutely because pet shop is you know perched up higher looking down on iggy and it like cracks a little smile, and Iggy freaks out because he thinks, I don't think birds can smile. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we, we still haven't seen Pet Shop stand, but uh, it clearly just has ice powers, and it's it's having mm-hmm. ice crawl along the ground while Iggy is distracted, and it's it's starting to grow and wrap around both his and his Stand's feet as he's like charging up multiple icicle missiles to to fire at Iggy, which he he can block. He his Stand just kind of turns into like a little igloo dome but with his mm-hmm, stand's mm-hmm. face on it. An igiloo. An igiloo, yeah. So he, he blocks those missiles and is able to retreat by having the sand of his stand just kind of carry him along outside of the mansion and down the road. Meanwhile, the humans are doing nothing.
0: Yep. We get a little check-in on, on the boys. They're, they're just twiddling their thumbs, waiting for a dead man to come tell them where a house is. <laughs>
1: yeah. Polras taking another smoke break. I love that multiple episodes ago, Polarov just picked up smoking, and he just keeps going on with it for the rest of the season. (laughs) Well, after he learned that you
0: can smoke while drinking juice, and even (laughs) if you screw up, you get to eat the tasty cigarettes, that's the worst Mm. thing that could happen. This seems like a fun hobby. Delicious. So yeah, we're we're having like a high speed chase through through the alleyways between bird and dog. We we're just conveniently uh, ignoring that every time the fool blocks one of these strikes, shouldn't the damage be taken by Iggy? I mm. don't know. Whatever. I'm I'm sure he has such fine control of the particles that it doesn't work that way. Good for him. Yeah. L- love a good Iggy. Yeah. Uh, but. <laughs> But uh, Iggy escapes down a sewer grate. But then he doesn't escape for long. Birds in the sewers!
1: Birds in the sewers!
0: Birds uh, in the sewers! And Iggy exclaims, What is this freaky bird's
1: deal? <laughs> So yeah, the, the bird is shooting more ice missiles and stuff like that. Iggy gets hit directly. You see his decapitated head flying to the air. But that was actually a decoy he made out of sand. Mm-hmm. And he is actually hiding high up on the wall, like on the, the rungs of the ladder up up to the city. His decoy morphs back into his stand, leaps at the bird, and gets a really good swipe right across the bird's chest. Just a huge gash. He's bleeding everywhere. Hell yeah. But, but before this,
0: when the... St- When the strike is incoming that will decapitate Iggy, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, Iggy's screaming face is by far the most human he's ever looked. (laughs) Yeah. That's just a guy. That's That's just a guy guy wearing a dog ear headband. That's just a little guy. (laughs) So, so, yeah, now that Iggy has, I mean, done the classic Stardust Crusaders move, you know, he, he uh, it looked like he, he got dealt a, a blow, but actually that was a distraction to set up his his killing strike, though not quite a killing strike. We see Horus for real. Horus is a big ol' skeletal stone dragon with six arms.
1: Yeah, he's got kind of got like the headlight eyes, like uh, Hierophant Green does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just kind of a weird dragon guy. And he can suture pet shop's wounds with his ice, which yeah. is good, I guess. It makes a really cool sound effect when he does it though. It sounds like a Michael Bay Transformer transforming. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but right before he heals the, his wounds, there's a bit where Iggy is saying, like, okay, we both got to hit on each other or whatever. Let's just, you know, I'm just going to leave. You don't need to chase me. Let's just call this off. All right? We cool? Pet Shop, with one of his wings, like, brushes off some of the blood from his wound, licks it, and then spits it on the ground like he's... And then Iggy just straight up says, like, are you, like, fucking Bruce Lee or something? What's that? What are you doing there? What are you... <laughs> But yeah, th- this bird ha- is fucking sassy and has a lot of fighting s- spirit. Like, he's a tough bird. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all Iggy can-, can bring to bear to match that
0: is just some, some general barkour. Yeah. Uh, he's bouncing around. He's doing flips.
1: He's very acrobatic, this dog. He's running along the side of the tunnel, like, wall running. Mm-hmm. As we get to the end of this this first episode, Iggy isn't able to dodge all of the ice growing along the walls, and one of his paws just gets stuck in it as he gets hit by multiple ice missiles. To be continued! Our cliffhanger is
0: Iggy entirely obliterated the end. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, episode 39, The Guardian of Hell Pet Shop Part 2. I guess Dio's house is hell. That That is the comparison we're making. Yeah. Okay. So, so the, the dust clears from this ice missile attack and uh what remains is just Iggy's leg still encased in that ice but mm-hmm. no Iggy did that dog just tear his own leg off and then jump into the poo water <laughs> That is absolutely
1: what he did, yeah.
0: I think Pet Shop just won the fight. He's got to wait out the clock.
1: Unless unless Iggy can also just like, okay, well, apparently you can heal wounds with ice. I'll just encase my stump with sand. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. But but we do not
0: linger on this long. We we have to get our bearings with the human members of, of the Stardust crew. Polnareff is pretty grumpy that, that Shades is late, mm-hmm. uh, what, what he's nicknamed this nameless beggar uh and avdol's just like uh i might have sent that guy to a certain death uh, that that's a whoopsie <laughs> on me i feel real bad <laughs> about that guys
1: yeah obviously dio's mansion is probably going to be guarded by at least one person who can use a stand you know he's found so many users already i'm gonna i'm gonna mark that down as a my bad oh, uh, for the record <laughs> And, like, the sun is setting at this point. It's been a long time. And the the, the camera pans to, like, the sunset and then down to uh, another part of the city where we can see water from that, that sewer area draining into a river or whatever. And in the water, we see, like, two little air pipes. And as the camera follows it down, we see that Iggy is hiding at the bottom of the riverbed. He's formed
0: the the fool into some sort of diving bell yeah. with these, these very tall
1: snorkels. Yes. Mm-hmm. Iggy has... You know, lost a paw, and I don't know where he got it, and I don't know how he. Maybe his stand did it for him, but he's wrapped up his stump with bandages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he he thinks
0: he's safe. He's escaped. You know, he's fighting a bird, not a fish or anything. Like all he's got to do is is wait for that guy to to get bored, to move on, to stop searching, and then he can try to find some medical attention mm-hmm. for his severe wound. That's the plan. But wait, the narrator tells us that birds can store air in their six air sacs, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that they can hold their breath way longer than a dog. As the <laughs> as pet shop comes and does a, a submersible attack upon the the, <laughs> the diving bell dome of the fool. Yeah. Uh, the, the narrator does not contend with the, uh, uh the question of who can have more air if your dome has snorkels, but whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. One icicle makes its way into the dome, and it's it's causing water to leak in a little bit. Like pet shop flies close up to this icicle, so that Iggy can see him through the icicle as he like taunts him. He's got yes. like the, the crazy psycho killer face on. It's great. This dude's fucking nuts, man. This bird, <laughs> this yeah, this bird's nuts. But th- this is the point where I hit that that
0: thought that I mentioned earlier that this is essentially mm-hmm. a very typical uh, uh, supernatural sort of shounen battle fight. Yeah. It, we just got our two people, they're they're using their, their abilities to augment their attacks and defense, but they are mostly just physically attacking each other. They, yep. they aren't doing the weird puzzle reasoning or laying traps, or if your stand does this, that implies this other thing is also happening and I'm going to come in, in that back door. No, they're just throwing ice missiles yep. and sand punches. That, that's
1: why this, this episode of the podcast podcast is going by way quicker <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> but yeah it's just like you know pet shops is shooting multiple icicle missiles and iggy with his good hearing can identify how many are coming at him and and how fast Just turn them into teenage boys and this is a naruto yeah this is not necessarily a jojo yeah like, the his stand as a dome still has use of its arms, so it's deflecting the ice missiles, and, and it's able to bounce one of them back at Pet Shop, and it pierces straight through his wing. Pet Shop just, like, it descends into the darkness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But even with Pet Shop gone, the the ice from the icicle is beginning to grow more and more and is causing the dome around him to crack. Because like the water outside is being beginning to freeze too and put pressure on the dome. Yeah. So so
0: Pet Shop has used Horace in order to turn this like place of, of sanctuary and, and respite into a deadly cage.
1: Yeah. And it like chops off his air tubes as well. So Iggy decides the only way he can survive this is if he tries to dig his way out while his stand tries to keep the dome up for as long as possible.
0: Dogs tend to be very good at digging holes. Mm-hmm. Dogs also tend to have two front legs. But <laughs> yeah. we'll see. I mean, not every dog. My, my dog. Did you ever meet my dog when, when we were kids? When yeah. When we were young? The, 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 the tripod dog, right? Yeah, 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 he he only had one front leg, and that's how we got him, and we, he, he was a
1: little sweetheart. He was a cute dog. Yeah. I I remember watching, um, oh, what was that movie called? The Lost Skeleton? Yeah, Lost Skeleton of Cadavera, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember watching that at your place where your dog was there. He was a good boy. Yeah. I don't think he could win in a
0: stand fight, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. For one, didn't have a stand. That's kind of disqualifying. Yeah. As Iggy is is tunneling down to safety, uh... <laughs> This bird is so resilient, is so persistent. Yeah, because as he digs down, the bird is tunneling up, and Iggy screams, "It's
1: the bird!" <laughs> this part is way better in English. Just for it's that, so- it's the bird. <laughs> Because, yeah, he just, like, <laughs> digs down and goes, like, huh? There's, like, a cave down here. Was this, you know, who dug this? And just from the darkness is just the bird's glowing eyes before his whole head rears up. And, like, I love the timing of this because it's not just him screaming, it's the bird. But, like, this really intense orchestral music kicks in when it reveals that <laughs> it's the bird down here.
0: <laughs> so so Iggy is caught. Like, there's certain death uh, uh, above and below him either way he goes uh so he resolves he resolves to do what is has sort of become the other like stardust crusader move the mm-hmm. the desperation just like okay if if this is it all all for one one for all let's go motherfucker yeah and so... i love this bit <laughs> He, he, uh, lunges forward, sort of in a turnabout, using, uh, Pet Shop's own attack against him in an unforeseen way, because when the, the ice dome crushes his sand dome, that causes a gust of air that Iggy uses to fire himself, like, A pneumatic cannon, yeah, even faster than expected, into Pet Shop, and he crunches down and shatters uh, uh, the bird's beak with one single bite.
1: Yeah, and like while this is happening, Pet Shop has been charging up like an ice missile out of its mouth, and so when Iggy bites down and then just cleanly bites through Pet Shop's beak, it causes the ice missile to explode in the bird's mouth. (laughs) And, yeah, the explosion just causes Icky to rocket, you know, through the water, back up to the surface. But he is so... He's so weak from the fight that he can't even stay afloat. He's losing too much blood. He can't swim. And so he just starts to sink. As his life flashes before his eyes. Yeah, we get to see brief scenes of when Iggy was caught by Avdol in, in Manhattan. Even before that, we, we see his life living high on the hog in Manhattan. Yeah. It, it starts
0: with him just trotting through Times Square, I guess, mm-hmm. even though I don't think Times Square has ever had a giant billboard for Marine Life Journal for Beginners. Yeah. <laughs> Like, where where the big giant Coke uh, uh, sign is, that, that's advertising Marine Life <laughs> Journal yeah. for beginners, a subdomain of Marine Life <laughs> Journal. It was real hot back then. You know, Flipper was, was huge. Everybody loved it. Yeah, man. So, yeah, there's a lot of, like, Iggy becoming street dog boss as he's flanked by some silky-haired spaniel. Yes!
1: Yeah, he 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 becomes, like, king of the, the dogs in Manhattan because he just beats up all the other dogs with his stand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when the dog catchers come, he farts in their faces.
0: Yeah, man. Bites their hair and farts in their faces. And and this is perhaps why uh, uh, the, the sort of New York Joe Pesci voice that, mm-hmm. that is being used with him for English keeps making me think of the good feathers actually
1: <laughs> god damn the good feathers
0: that's the thing i had not thought about in a long time so so yeah th- this ends with a few shots of avdol and joseph backing him up and you know as we've been told uh finally collecting him and taking him off the streets why were they involved why did people care was Iggy fixing boxing matches or something? What what sort of mess was he making that, that really brought down the, the
1: heat? Yeah, maybe, I don't know. For some reason in my head, the, the idea for me was always just like, hey, a dude from the Speedwagon Foundation <laughs> saw this dog doing some weird shit and then just called Joseph and Avdol up to see if this dog was a weird dog with a stand or something. What if it's the world's weirdest protection racket? Mm-hmm like this dog shows up and
0: asks for for like I don't know ham and if you don't <laughs> give it to him in one week your your store is just full of sand and everything's
1: destroyed yeah maybe so we get we also get you know shots of iggy so far on the journey with the rest of the gang which is mostly him just being a little shit to everybody yeah yeah and also you know we get shots of his very first face (laughs) that he had (laughs) where he was just a fucking crazy creepy little goblin dog
0: all all these reminders of all the the adventures he's had the good and the bad times and the many different faces he's worn
1: (laughs) yeah and you know as iggy is you know descending to his, his death he also thinks about like all he wanted in life was to basically have some bitches and have some kids. <laughs> <laughs> when this is happening you get like music kind of like when caesar died you're getting that type of really yes. dramatic yes 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 music but as the screen fades to black iggy is saved by the boy he saved earlier in the previous episode kindness is repaid Yay. yes uh, and we know this boy loves
0: dogs and therefore is an expert at dog medical care <laughs> yeah. he's gonna be okay <laughs> yeah Around this point the narrator does confirm that Pet Shop died. That oh, yeah. that, that explosion did indeed kill that him. That bird blew the hell up from the inside like <laughs> uh, so so meanwhile back at the people Polnareff calls Iggy a lousy flea bag and he is not my friend anymore. Hey. I'm sorry. I wash my hands of you Jean-Pierre Polnareff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody is worried that Iggy has been gone for this long cuz he he leaves but he always comes back. Jotaro stops and, you know, he thinks he's heard something. Yeah, he can hear Iggy calling out in his time of need, Iggy's a
0: fucking new type. <laughs> <laughs> this is Amuro, like, half passed out, just, like, falling out of the core fighter to, to get to the rest of the white base crew. That's what this
1: is. Iggy's yeah. a new type. <laughs> yeah, Jotaro is right. He did hear somebody, and yeah, it was Iggy. I- Iggy's been patched up a little bit, but he's still beaten up, but he, he is hobbling out from an alley, coming towards the the gang. Good thing that kid was a went to junior veterinarian school. Yeah, he's in training and everyone was just like, "Oh fuck. What happened to Iggy? Oh
0: my god." <laughs> He must have been attacked by a stand user, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Iggy is very, very different. Like, not only is he missing a uh, half of one of his front legs, but he he has gotten excellent veterinary care that actually bears the, the hallmarks of Speedwagon Foundation Medical uh, <laughs> Division. <laughs> yeah. But but more than that is a determination, is is a dedication to the cause. They've never seen Iggy serious before.
1: <laughs> yeah, as a child. To figure out what happened to Iggy, another man walks in and says, You know, Iggy was actually attacked by a stand user. Doctors from Speedwagon Foundation tended to his wounds, and the camera starts panning up on this guy, and it's fucking cockyween. It's cockyween. Not only is it cockyween, but we're told that this is the the like
0: uh, a psychic projection that Jojo was feeling. He's so in tune (laughs) with cockyween even more than Icky. Cockyween's the new type.
1: Yep. Yeah. Cockyween. He's back. He's wearing some cool shades, but his eyes are fine. He's just got cool scars now.
0: (laughs) I was wondering whether he would come back between fights like this or as, like, an 11th hour rescue. Oh, man, 11th hour rescue would have been cool, too. Doing, like, uh, the end of the Death 13 fight, but without the beginning of the Death 13 (laughs) fight.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, everyone's super happy for their bud to be back. Jotaro comes in to shake Hakuin's hand, but Iggy doesn't have have time for this. He jumps out of Joseph's arms, and uh, he is determined to lead everybody to Dio's mansion. And he's never been determined before in his life. This is yeah. new for everyone. Yeah,
0: Cockyween kind of has a new personality too. Like I feel like the Speedwagon <laughs> Foundation gave him some cool shades, and he's decided <laughs> to try and like match that vibe. And like, dude, talk to Abdul. He's been through this.
1: Just be you. Yeah, like we we already love you, Cockyween. You were the good boy, <laughs> boy of the group. Just keep being the You're good the, boy. Just be the good boy. We're, we're getting to the end of the episode.
0: However. There's more time to fill. And whenever that happens, whenever we need another minute, just Mm -hmm. summon the the map and the montage and the red line. (laughs) Got to go back to
1: that. Yeah, everything they've been through, while they're doing that, they see the the car of the the beggar they sent out, you know, obliterated, completely caked in blood. (laughs) They're like, oh, Mm -hmm. fuck, guess that's what happened to that guy. But, yeah, the narrator is talking about both the journey they've been through and also how every member of the main cast is feeling. Yes, Yes, which, which is funny because with like Jotaro and Joseph and stuff, you know, it's about the drive to save Holly and to end this hundred-year feud with Dio and the Joe stars, and then with stuff like Iggy, it's just like Iggy was pissed off, <laughs> <laughs> and he wanted to fight. Yeah.
0: This whole like one by one going right down the line thing—it's very much like the the commentator putting everyone's story on the line. We are one week from SummerSlam. Here's what you need to know. Yeah, but but yeah, uh, Abdul is there because he has an intrinsic uh, uh, drive for justice and, and for fighting evil. And Polnareff mm-hmm. is there for personal vengeance. You know, stick it to Dio, who mind controlled him and made him get, go against his own principles. Mm-hmm. What's, what's Kocqueen specific thing? Is it for hot moms? Is it for the love of
1: a good milf? Is that it? <laughs> let me, uh, let me just actually go back to it's it like, here. These are all really good. I really like this part. Kakuin remained resolute. He would defeat Dio, not only to save Holly, but to overcome his own weaknesses. That's fucking bullshit, actually. I don't like that one. <laughs> yeah, Kakuin. Weak- weaknesses? Yeah, I feel like Kakuin's is the weakest. Because really, Cockywing's is kind of similar to to Polnareff. They're both pissed off because they got you know the, they they were both weak enough to become controlled by Dio in the first place. But Polnareff also has the combination of you know vengeance like his sister and all that stuff. God, I wish it did just say that like Cockywing was just really into Holly. <laughs> I love that Cockywing's like the really good polite boy, except he really is into milfs a lot, and he can't he can't hide that from people. <laughs> <laughs> it's, his, it's his one weird personality trait <laughs> <laughs> the,
0: the boys are just like hanging out th- th- On the street checking out babes And like hey hey, Polnareff What, what are you uh, checking out Oh just that lady's legs What are you checking out uh,
1: Kakuin Oh I just like that she's pushing a stroller That's my
0: thing
1: <laughs> Oh man I like that when they get to Iggy's You know character motivation All of it's basically happened just now Yes yes <laughs> But Iggy is so intense that it's as if he's been carrying this weight with him as long as the rest of the gang. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, he is living a dog years. So all, that, all that stuff is is accelerated, I guess. <laughs> we we started just a mere like forty minutes of animation ago.
0: I couldn't care less about that Dio guy. I got forced into this like hell. I'm gonna
1: fight. And now it's like fuck Dio. Fuck Dio. this guy. <laughs>
0: And his incredibly, uh, persistent and observant, uh, like, home d- defense system,
1: <laughs> which is a bird with a cool hat. <laughs> they are at the mansion now. They they yeah, feel, yeah, they feel, and still you more can- more to go. Yeah, they feel, and you can visually see the evil aura flowing out from the mansion. The, the Dio mm-hmm, stink mm-hmm. that we've seen since part one. Much like Dozel Zabi on the Big Zam, but never mind, fine, <laughs> whatever.
0: Iggy's a new type, Iggy's a new type. Uh... <laughs> But the, the big, like, gate for the driveway, uh, which is, you know, where those two dogs died in the beginning, etc., mm-hmm. etc., that is now wide open. I guess the bird was also a garage door opener. <laughs> yeah, it's like a video game when you defeat all the enemies, the door unlocks. <laughs> so I guess you can go right ahead, and they get up the drive to the actual door, and that opens to go right ahead and inside there is a hallway a hallway that appears to be infinitely long yes
1: yeah super long and all of a sudden from way way down the hallway they see a silhouette of a man and he comes speeding towards them and he's not walking he's not running he's just floating yes he is a flying butler that has a different cyber
0: face from darby He's got the the T-zone instead of the cheeks are are all like
1: platinum plated. Yeah, he's got these big earrings that are are the letters T and D. He's got, I thought it was like a head wrap or a hat, but it could just actually be his hair. But it's basically (laughs) about as tall as Marge Simpson's hair, but green. And yeah, he just floats towards them, stops and just greets them as the butler. And, you know, hey, welcome to Dio's mansion to be continued.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
1: And that's that's it that is yeah. the entirety of the pet shop fight. Yeah, it's it is very like un jojo at this point. It feels like one of the the early part 3 fights where it's, it really is just more exchanging blows, but I love the the climax of Iggy using the air pressure to to shoot himself like a bullet at the bird. That part's yes. great.
0: The the draw of this isn't so much the the fight or the stands the fight choreography mm-hmm. for being just like a straight up punch em up fight is really fun and cool. I don't think the stands are used to particularly strong advantage. Mm-hmm. The Fool was more interesting uh, as an assist in the Geb fight, personally. Yeah, totally. But the personality of the combatants and how they're communicated differently one very silent, one very severe, and yeah. Iggy, who's a loudmouth goof, and, and the way those come in friction with each other. Yeah. Used to full absolute advantage. Very, very good. That's what makes this, and I really enjoyed that.
1: Yeah. Finally, even even though it's coming kind of late, finally hearing Iggy's thoughts and having him become more of a character is fun. I almost kind of like that it gets revealed so late into part three, just because it's just like, oh, shit, this dog is like a person who's been thinking stuff this whole time. And now we get to hear all about it. (laughs) And also, yeah, it's just, as I was saying at the start, that because it's dog fighting another vicious animal, it feels very much like meteor gin, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially that ending shot where Iggy turns himself into a bullet because that part's animated really well. And he's just, he's just flying at like super speed with his mouth wide open, fa- fangs bared and just like screaming <laughs> as he chomps down this bird's beak. He just needed to be spinning. He- he's only oh, a yeah. dog
0: missile. He's not a spinning dog missile. Yeah, if
1: he could spin- been that he wouldn't even have to bite he just decapitate the bird easy (laughs) easy it
0: happens every
1: time (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) iggy should fight a bear iggy should fight a bear yeah
1: would a bear have would the bear have a stand who knows just fight the bear a a, a bear is big and strong enough that it's kind of already a stand in some ways (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh it's just like the star platinum type you got to get close to it but yeah i don't know it's it's really fun to for for Iggy to finally be, you know, a character and make him feel more like an actual part of the main cast and not just kinda like the little mascot character who's always farting around in the background. Right, right, right. But yeah, we've we finally reached kind of the climax of Stardust Crusaders. We, you know, we're about to enter Dio's mansion next episode and, and start doing that. Basically, every fight from now on are some of my favorite fights in, in part three. Really fun, really cool. I have been informed uh, uh, by, by
0: people I trust that this is that the formats of the next few episodes are not going to play nice with mm. the way we've been doing this show. Two to three episodes that end on a clear ending and then we get to start so uh the plan for the rest of uh uh stardust crusaders is to do talk about three episodes a week Mm. now if you're looking ahead at the episode titles like i said that doesn't line up with how we've been doing it before but i think that's going to fit our format best
1: yeah i think so because so
0: tune in next week to hear us talk about episodes 40 through 42 The week after that for 43 through 45, and then the week after that for the conclusion, episodes 46 through 48 can't believe we're we're getting to the end of part 3 very close to the end of part 3 yeah and the beginning of part 6 is looming ever closer every oh time God. we talk there is more information yeah a trailer in some in uh, uh in this case
1: yeah it's, the trailer came out it's a netflix exclusive anime this time is coming out sometime in december like i can't believe part 6 is finally coming it feels like this has been i think this might have been the longest wait between seasons maybe yeah r- really excited to see part 6 it's i've been waiting to see this the protagonist of part six in action for a long time she just seems really cool (laughs) she seems like a really cool jojo
0: long-term listeners are sure to to be aware that i'm very excited that there will be a a central character named (laughs) costello i've been asking for months now
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then there's that little kid wearing the, uh, what bas- baseball team uniform is he wearing again? The I Chicago forget. Cubs. Yeah, the Cubs.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst team in baseball <laughs> uh, in the year 2000 when part six was, was made. Oh, man. What are you doing, kid? I think it's because uh, uh, there was a Cubs game in Japan to start off that season, uh... and they won. The Chicago Cubs are the first Major League Baseball team to win a game outside of North America.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Didn't know that. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Can see that. <laughs> <laughs> With that, I, I guess we'll see y'all next week with kind of like the beginning of the end of, of Stardust Crusaders here. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: they they basically gave this episode's ending the same treatment as, uh you know, the, the end of the, the submarine fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just look at how far we've come, how determined we are. We're prepared to go forward to the very bitter end, mm-hmm. but it's Dio's house,
1: so it really is the end this time. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I would say that the title of the next two-parter and and i guess the the third episode after that but i feel they're all just just even the names are a little a little bit of a spoiler so so i guess we'll save that for for next week's episode uh so so look forward to that i know i am Mm
0: -hmm. all right then to be continued see you later everybody